It's time for America's most unique motorsports show, Mostly Motorsports with Scott Trailer, brought to you by Lucas Oil Products. It works. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to Mostly Motorsports. I'm Scott Trailer, along with producer Austin O'Neill, Kirk Elliott, sitting in with us as he does each and every Monday. And it's always good to have Kirk sit in with us. Kirk, how you doing, my brother? It gets tougher this time of the year. We don't have as many races to talk about. We don't have a lot to talk about. So let's let's talk first about, as we do on Mondays, we usually start off talking about your your team. Let's talk about your team. No, 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 no. <laughs> let's start off with talking about your team. You drove up to Ames this weekend, didn't you? I did. Yeah. Uh, was it cold up there? It was cold. It was uh, like the upper teens, early, low 20s, but the wind wasn't blowing. That's good. Yeah. So when we talked to you last week on Friday, we we made a suggestion to get some hand warmers and feet warmers. Did you go and get some of those? I did. Right after Saturday's show, I went right over here to the Ace Hardware store and got the hand warmers and the and the toe warmers, too, to put in the shoes. So it worked. Did it make, was it better? Made a great difference. Did it? Yes. So tell me about your team's loss. They found a way to lose. Give me, give me, break, <laughs> break, break it down to me. Well, Iowa State, who just two years ago was in the New Year's Six Bowl, the Fiesta Bowl, and they were really like a good two top years ten ago. team yeah. in the country. Yeah. Two years later, they're the worst team in the Big 12. <laughs> they're one and seven, uh, and they've lost seven out of their last eight games. And they find you. ways to lose. That's my Cyclones. And they did it the other night. Had the ball down to the two-yard line twice and oh. came up empty to start the game. Texas Tech turned the ball over, fumbled it. Iowa State got the ball in the red zone, missed a field goal, came up empty. And then after that, but two other times down to the goal line, didn't they couldn't get it in and missed two field goals during the game. Didn't they lead at one point during the game? They did. In the fourth quarter, they came yeah. down and the young tight end made a miraculous catch for a touchdown to give them a 10-7 lead, only to see Texas Tech go the length of the field and score to get the lead right back. And that was that. Holy cow. It was awful. Were you by yourself? I was with uh, my uh, niece, great, great niece, oh. up there, and her boyfriend up there, so hanging out with them. The, the stadium, you know, we've seen packed stadiums up there all season long, but not Saturday night. Was People it because of the stay, weather? I think so. Yeah. It was only about half full. People didn't, I've been to worse weather conditions than that. Yep. I, I've been to much worse weather conditions. Kirk, I want I want you to tell the people out there the one time that you were at that game and tornado sirens went off. Yeah, it was the middle of November, yeah. 2005, playing Colorado. You know, you know the Cyclones. That's Iowa State's nickname. Mm -hmm. There was a real cyclone out on the edge of town, heading towards the stadium. And this was right after Hurricane Katrina. You remember down in New Orleans with the scene of everybody going up into the Superdome? Yeah. We had the same kind of scenes of everybody going into Hilton Coliseum to take cover because there was tens of thousands of people tailgating out there. Was it scary? And we scary? had a tornado coming. Was it scary? Yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah. What are you going to do? <laughs> the game got delayed. The tornado skirted the edge of town. 
and they played the game, and they won that night. So that's my experience with uh, a real-life tornado. Kirk, uh, Tammy, she's chiming in, and she says, Kirk, you have thawed out from your night in Ames. I think your Cyclones need a new kicker. They do. <laughs> Is they your do. kicker not very good? Well, he, he was not the guy that uh, had originally been the field goal kicker. This is a new guy, and guess what? He wasn't as good as the first one. Really? So You yeah. know what else she said, Kirk? She's not a fan of the all-black uniforms. I'm not either. I don't like that either, and I agree with you. <laughs> when you roll out black uniforms, you better win. That's all I'd say about that. That's not the school colors either, by the way. Why would they have black uniforms? I don't Why know. Why did they do that? To that that that's what they do. A lot of these teams they come up with different uniforms, and they uh, they do it because they think it's cool. I don't think it's cool. I'm kind of old school, but if you roll out different uniforms like that, you right. better win. That's all I say. Right. Um. Uh. Caleb says, "Don't feel too bad. At least you all are consistent." Ku football breaking my heart. Oh, man, they got slaughtered they by did. Texas. They did. They got killed. That was a killer. Yeah, yeah no doubt. Wow. So, um, But they still go to a bowl game. Yeah. yeah. Kansas still going to a bowl game. How many games did they win this year? Six? I think so. I think they did. I think that's a record. Is, that, is that probably one of the better years they've had, KU? What's the best year they've had in 15 years. Is it really? Yeah. No kidding. It's the first time they've been to a bowl game since 07. I wow. think that's right. Huh. So, anyway, my Cyclones got to go down and play Texas Christian on Saturday. Undefeated TCU. Right. Like um, fourth in the nation. Pete said they sell more merch with different colors. I think that's it. That's probably that's it. part it, of it. it. They're probably trying to make a little extra money. But it doesn't look very good if you don't win wearing different uniforms. Right. The Chiefs don't wear different uniforms, though, do they? They wore all white yesterday. Did you see that? Yes. They normally wear red bottoms and white tops when they're on the road. Right. But they wore all white yesterday. What about that game? That was exciting. That was a great game. Is Pat, if Patrick Mahomes isn't the MVP of the league this year, something is wrong. It's rigged if he's not. I mean, he just is flat getting it done right now. He and Travis Kelsey have become quite the pair. Yeah. Um, first bowl game for KU since 2008. Yeah. Looks like KU will be playing Mizzou in a bowl game. That'd be cool to watch. Oh, that'd be really neat. Yeah. Yeah. That's what Caleb says. I'd tune in to watch that. Yeah. So, do you think that uh, – Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey are the best one-two combination in football. I think so. How could you argue against that? You can't. No, they're uh, three touchdowns for Travis Kelsey last night. Those guys are in sync. Uh, you know, my only concern is, to be honest with you, I, I, I'm a little concerned that uh, – once Travis Kelsey leaves, what are we going to do? Find somebody else. Oh, my God. It's kind of like when Tyreek Hill left. How are they getting along without Tyreek Hill? Just fine. Yeah. Uh, Caleb says Tua. Here, I had a little. 
thing pop up here. So two is supposedly would be the MVP. No idea how quarterback one five is the man. I, I I can't believe Tua gets the MVP. No, what's Miami's record now? They are seven and three, I believe. Right? Chiefs eight and two. But we're kind of biased. Well, just a little we're bit. We're biased. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Kelsey has the most TDs in the league right now. I don't think they ought to award the MVP until after the Super Bowl is over. Until everything is done. Really? The league MVP should be awarded after the season is completely finished. Mm. Then we'll see. You know, if Tua takes his team to the Super Bowl and wins it, then yeah. Which he's not done yet. I don't, Patrick Mahomes has taken his team to the Super Bowl. And I don't think Tua is a pimple on um, Patrick Mahomes' ass, to be honest with you. I don't either. I don't think he's near as good. I mean, he, he underthrows uh, Tyree Kill all the time. Tyree Kill has to stop and wait for the ball to come to him. I haven't watched Miami enough to see what, what that's about, but... Uh, I am. I admit I'm biased. Patrick Mahomes is the man in the NFL. Yeah. Did you know? Did you think last night when there was a minute forty-five left in the game that Patrick Mahomes was going to run that ball down the field? Did you think? I felt good. Yeah, because we've seen him do it before in thirteen seconds, and he felt good about it. <laughs> right. He right. was confident. So Tammy is an Eagles fan. She says, my Eagles pulled off a miracle win yesterday against the Colts. Wow. wow. So they've just lost, the Eagles just lost one game, right? I think they have. So I, I think they're, they're the best in the NFC still? I think they are. Yeah. Yeah. The Vikings got slaughtered. That was unbelievable by the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. What was it, like 40 to 3? Something like that? Yeah, that was a beatdown. Oh, that was a way beatdown. Anyway, oh, Marie, she's checking in with us. She says, hey, yay, Chiefs. So that was a pretty good game last night. Exciting finish last night. Yeah. So um, see you later, D. Um, So anyway, what did you you, – so – did you come home last night? Stayed in Des Moines on Saturday night and uh, spent some time up in my hometown. And got, I listened to the first half of the Chiefs-Chargers game on the radio and uh, watched the second half at home. Oh. So I got home time to watch most of the second half. Right, right. That's a pretty good, pretty good game. Um, hey, Marie, appreciate you. Uh, you must not be working today. Marie normally works during the day, and sometimes she doesn't get a chance to chime in here and hang out with us on the show. So, um, what'd you think about uh, Buddy Kofoid picks up that thirty-three thousand dollars at the Hangtown One Hundred in Placerville? What'd you think about that, Kurt? Just like we talked about Patrick Mahomes, the man in the NFL, Buddy Kofoid is the man in midget racing right now. Yeah, and uh, when you see. The $32,000 that he pocketed on Saturday night, picking up that championship and winning the Hangtown 100, 
you have to say that when you look ahead to the Chili Bowl, Buddy Kofoid's got to be the favorite. Does he not? I, I think he does. I, th- I think he is the favorite right now. Would you agree with that, Austin? Do you think that uh, Buddy Kofoid is the favorite to win the Chili Bowl right now? Uh, I mean, I guess off his recent performances, but he didn't do anything impressive last year. Well, it's all about this year, though, is it not? You got a good point there, Kurt. <laughs> yeah, but you have to look at their overall, his overall results and stats. That's. Uh, I mean, if you're a 20th place car, even though he, he wasn't, but if you're a 20th place car, every time you go to the racetrack, your odds on you're going to be a 20th place car again. I think he he was fifth to 10th and just really wasn't wasn't there when he needed to be. How about old Chance Crumb? Man, he made the middle of the track work, didn't he? He, he? he worked the middle of the track better than anybody else, and he came from sixth. Where'd, where'd he, 20, start? he started 21st he start, in that He started that 21st, and he made it all the way up to second. You know, that halftime break, they even made that car better. They, You know, they took that break with about 40 laps to go, mm-hmm. and they tweaked on that car and made it even better than it was. Cannon McIntosh not happy with the halftime break. He didn't like that halftime break at all. Did he did he make a comment about it? He made a comment about it after the at the end of the race. He said, "I hate that break. I just want to go 100 laps straight through. That did me no good at all." He said, "There's no way they can make 100 laps on one tank of fuel, though, is there, Austin?" I don't think no. so. They don't I mean, have if you big had a smart car tank on it, sure, but right. I mean, it's just sometimes you you turn the 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 weight bolt the right way, and sometimes you don't, and they didn't turn it the right way. Right. Um, Justin Grant, he had a, a decent run. He started 11th. He ended up running third last night. Carson Macedo started 14th and ended up running fourth. And um, Tanner Thorson started eighth, and he ended up running fifth last. Yeah, Tanner Thorson is an interesting. Uh, he's in a very interesting situation right now. He's got his own team. And he finished third on Friday night and a top 10 finish on Saturday night. He is the defending Chili Bowl champion. It's going to be very interesting to see. And we haven't heard much from Tanner Thorson this year. He left the Rheinbold team early in the season. And he's been spending all this time getting his own stuff together. And he rolls it out here in November. And he's looking pretty salty out there with his own car right now. It's going to be... Very fascinating to see how Tanner Thorson does coming up at the Turkey Night and at the Chili Bowl. You think Tanner can win in his own car at the Chili Bowl? Boy, right now, I wouldn't rule it out. Who thought he was going to be the winner last year driving the Rainbow car? I don't think anybody talked about Tanner Thorson being the Chili Bowl winner a year ago, but he pulled it off, and that kind of confidence going in this year with his own team now I'd just say he's going to be a player. I'm not going to predict him to win it, but he's going to be a player down there, I think. Austin, what's your thoughts on that? You think he can win in his own car? Is it the same equipment as Reinbold's car? Oh, it is? No, I'm asking. I don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm going to assume it is because you're not going to go out there to go race a midget and and buy a a mid-level average motor or all the cars are good. It all comes down to having the right engine package. You're not going to go out there and buy an S-Slinger. And he's probably on a Toyota, I believe. And yeah. to win a midget race, you need to be on a Toyota. 
um, and he's fast enough right now. So it doesn't matter if the car says AME on it or if it says Smith Tie. If it's the same equipment, he'll be fine. I think so. And, and I, I'm just looking at his performance here the last couple of nights. Right. With what he's done down at uh, at Placerville Speedway. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to find out even more this week at Merced and Saturday night's Turkey Night at Ventura, how Tanner Thorson does. But if he runs up front like he did the last couple of nights, you got to say he's just as much a player as anybody else to try to defend his crown. You know, earlier in the race, it looked like Cannon McIntosh was going to have something for him, but he kind of faded and he ended. He started on the pole and he ended up running seventh. Yeah, I just think it, and he said after the race, just like we talked about, that uh, that halftime break where everybody else made their car better, he did not. They mm-hmm. didn't improve his race car at all. He faded. Right. But I, and Austin brought up Cannon McIntosh on Saturday morning. You know, we asked who's going to challenge Buddy Kofoid for the win, and right. Austin said Cannon McIntosh. Right. Sure enough, for a lot of that race, he was right there. I thought he had a very good chance to maybe pull it off, but right. after 40 laps to go, he didn't didn't have anything. Austin, we have that uh, um, Buddy Kofoit post-race interview um, queued up, and I'd like for you to play that if you could right now. If, if you want to go ahead and just play that, we'll listen to uh, what Buddy Kofoit said after his win Kofoid. of the Hangtown 100. Buddy, I know you were a little lost for words last night after finally picking up a midget win here at the Placerville Speedway. Now that you got the big one on Saturday, oh, and the championship, too, can you even put this win into words? Oh, not really. This is one of the one of the biggest midget wins, you know, that I've gotten. And, you know, of course, 32 grand is pretty damn cool, too. So, you know, I, I cannot thank I would enough, uh, Scott Russell and, and USAC and everyone that lets us come out to this track and... Um, you know, of course, seeing the hometown fans is, is really cool, and, and I hope, you know, all of you guys come come to the trailer later or, or even buy some shirts or, or go to Merced. So, um, yeah, that was a long race and, and sh- stressful. It's hard to lead that many laps and, and know, you know, where you need to be or, or you know, if you need to move around or, or traffic. It's, you know, when the track's this slick, it, it kind of brings the speed of everyone somewhat close together. So, um but that, you know, right there, that was all Jared Martin, um, Caleb Weirich, and Tanner Ashmore. That was all them. I'm just lucky I get to drive the car. And, um, you know, I'm proud to be one of the guys that Keith and Pete got to select for the last few years. And, and uh, you know, it's cool to, to put my name up in, in some of the history for them. So um, I cannot thank them enough. And, and Mobile One and Toyota for their continued support in me and, and believing in me. And, and uh and hopefully we, for the rest of the year we can just keep proving them, um, you know, why we're here. Lap traffic was definitely entertaining. I'm sure you didn't find it entertaining, but it was one of your tough spots throughout the race. It didn't matter at what point in the race you were in lap traffic. It was always tough to get past lap cars. Why was it hard for you to get past lap cars and clear them? Because you could slide them. It was just a matter of clearing them at some points. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, they're running their own race too. And, and you know, when you get to traffic, it's not you know, one car by themselves, and then you get to another one, it's another car. There's like five all over each other. And, um, you know, and, and when I slide them, they race me back and, and try to race to the guys in, in front of them. So that makes it a little bit tough, um, you know, having to go back and forth with them. It, it slows your speed down. And I haven't felt great in traffic the last two nights, but, I, you know, I guess we've been good enough to get a win. So you just got to, 
keep your speed up and not let their speed, um, you know, hinder your performance. So a um, couple of times it, it did get a little bit tricky and, and didn't know where I needed to be, but um, just started to just decided to stick with it and, and pounce on their mistakes and try to put as many cars between me and whoever's in second uh, as I could. Buddy Kofoid, your winner and champion of the Hangtown 100. So there you have it, Buddy Kofoid's thoughts uh, after that race. What do you think, Kirk? Um, I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm going to say it right now. I, I'm, I'm going to put my money on Buddy Kofoid to win the Chili Bowl. I am too. Yeah. I mean, how could you bet against him? 12 wins this year. Right. Uh, I mean, he's just had a historically good season in the National USAC Midget Tour. And, uh, you know, a lot of these guys come in and they don't race midgets all year long. Right. Buddy Kofoid's been in midget all year, and I think that that's an advantage for him. I, I think so, too. I think it, driving a midget all year, what would you say he had 12 wins this year? 12 feature victories. Mm. I think that has to put him as one of the odds-on favorites to win the Chili Bowl. Absolutely. So Keith Coons Motorsports had a great weekend. Had that Tanner Carrick win on Thursday night. And you remember Tanner Carrick won the Monday night race at the Chili Bowl last year. Right. And right. rare time that he's in a midget car. Marie said Buddy definitely got through the traffic uh, really well. Yeah, and you, you heard him talk about it. it's stressful when you're leading because you don't know where everybody else is at and a slick racetrack like that and everybody's close and tight. Right. It's hard to figure out what to do, but he figured out all the right things that race for sure. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll talk more about what's going on in the world of motorsports right here on Mostly Motorsports. It's all brought to you by Lucas Oil Products. It works. We'll be right back in a moment. Stay tuned. You're listening to Mostly Motorsports with Scott Trailer. There is less than one hundredth of an inch of motor oil protecting your car's engine. Friction and heat causes engine oil to experience thermal breakdown, weakening its ability to protect the engine and its parts. Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer is specially formulated to resist thermal breakdown, protect vital engine parts, and extend the life of your engine. It also stops smoking, knocking, and oil consumption in worn engines. Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer. Keep that engine alive. Go harder, faster, stronger with Rod and Supply. Whether you are running industrial, farming equipment, or a race car, Rod and Supply has the assortment of rod ends, radius rods, and specialty products that will help you lead the field in performance. Our superior design means our rod ends last longer and perform better, giving you the edge on the track and saving you money. Contact Rod and Supply or order online today at rodandsupply.com. We don't just sell them, we race them. Rodandsupply.com, serving the racing community for over 30 years. Next to your vehicle's engine, your transmission is the most important component of your car. If it's not properly maintained, your car may not shift properly. By adding Lucas Transmission Fix to your transmission, it cleans and lubricates sticking valves for proper shifting, renews worn bands to stop slipping, stops seal leaks, will not void new car warranties, contains no harmful solvents. Lucas Transmission Fix. It works. 
here at Specialty Sportswear in-house, we do all of the screen printing, all the embroidery. We do some vinyl. The other add specialty items like your pens, magnets, notepads, calendars. You can actually buy that, build your business and make it larger. We have the largest screen printing process and the largest embroidery anywhere around in the area. We can do stuff all the way from your school clubs to sports teams, a professional look in the office. If you can imagine it, we can do it for you. Missouri's must play getaway. Osage National Golf Resort. Three nine-hole courses to choose from at the Lake of the Ozarks in the Osage River Valley. Stay and play packages in our first-class condos. A beautiful clubhouse complete with pro shop and exercise facilities. A large pool for relaxation and families. The Eagle View Sports Bar and Grill. Great wedding facilities. Go online and make your tea time today. One of the main reasons for poor vehicle performance is a dirty fuel system. It can cause decreased fuel economy and actually do harm to your engine over time. By adding Lucas Fuel Treatment to your vehicle, it cleans and lubricates the entire fuel system. Pump, carburetors, fuel injectors, and valves as you drive. It also improves your vehicle's performance. It's a non-solvent product designed to protect both gasoline and diesel engines. Lucas Fuel Treatment. It works. Race fans, the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum is open seven days a week, year-round, for you to come in and check out all of the wonderful race cars on display in the museum. And our online store at SprintCarStuff.com is open 24 hours a day for you to check out everything that we have in stock for Sprint Car fans. Whether it's for a birthday, anniversary, or Christmas, SprintCarStuff.com has it all. That's at the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum in Knoxville. At Lucas Oil, we take pride in creating problem-solving products to make your car care easier. We protect your vehicle and make it run longer so you can focus on the things that matter most. Whether it's commuting to work, visiting a loved one, taking the kids where they need to go, going to the big game, or anywhere life takes you, Lucas Oil is committed to getting you there for all of life's important moments. Lucas Oil. It works. You're listening to Mostly Motorsports with Scott Trailer. Welcome back to Mostly Motorsports. Want to remind everybody about the uh, the 2023 Z06 Corvette that has the Z07 performance package. It's a pearl white Metallica tri-coat color. And uh, they're going to be giving that away up at the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum, all the proceeds from the raffle tickets that are sold for this Corvette go directly to the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum. That's how they keep their doors open up there. Remember, the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum is open seven days a week. The only time they're closed is on major holidays like Christmas, Thanksgiving, we won't be on the air on Thanksgiving. We might not be on the air on Friday either. I'm not sure about that yet. So we, we'll just figure that out as we go this week. But uh, anyway, this this Corvette, folks, it, it it's such a performance car. It's it's got 760 horsepower, 5.5 LT6 V8 engine. It goes from zero to 60 in 2.6 seconds. Eight-speed automatic. It's got the larger brakes, 
It's got the larger tires, larger wheels on it. It's got this aero package on it. Again, this is a Z07 performance package. It is a real race car on the street, Kirk. What would you do if you won it? Would you sell it or would you keep it? My first in inclination is I'd like to drive it around a little while, then decide. But I don't know if you could do that if well, you're wanting to sell it. Well, why wouldn't you just drive it around for a little bit? I would. I, I that's the I least would. I would want to do. We'd have to give it a spin. We'd have to put it in a garage. <laughs> we'd have to stick it in the old uh, racing boys garage yeah. out here. You wouldn't want to keep that over there in your apartments. It might get no. You need need it indoors. You need that indoors. Yeah, yeah for sure. But I, the chances of me winning that thing are slim and none. Yeah, because there's a lot of people that try to buy that. It's like going out. You buy a lottery ticket, right? Lately, good I, luck. I, I I've never won a lottery. <laughs> But I'm, in the but I'm always happy to contribute to the cause because right. I know where the money is going. If you'd like to win this Corvette, you can do it at winaz06corvette.com. That's winaz06corvette.com. And again, all the proceeds go directly to the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum. They also have the uh, 2022 XXX chassis, a complete 410 race car. Uh, it's got... This is a race-ready car, folks, and and they're going to be giving it away. And you still have time to buy the raffle tickets. They're going to be giving that away this year on December 16th. And if you'd like to buy a raffle ticket for this Sprint car, you can do that at SprintCarRaffle.com. That's SprintCarRaffle.com. They're also going to give you $25,000 as well for this complete race-ready 410 sprint car and uh, $25,000 plus the car. It's a great deal, folks. And again, all the proceeds go directly to the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum. And um, it, it's just a great deal. You can buy those raffle tickets at sprintcarraffle.com. That's sprintcarraffle.com. Or you can give them a call at 641-842-6176, 641-842-6176, and uh, you can purchase your raffle ticket that way as well. Man, I'd love to have that car, Kurt. It's, what uh, would you rather have? Would you rather have the Sprint car or would you rather have the Corvette? The Corvette. Me too. Because I'm not a Sprint car driver. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's true. You'd probably like Sprint Car, though. You'd like to take it for a ride. No, you know, I don't know if I told you this once, Kirk, but uh, there there was a time when I wanted to buy a Sprint Car. Do you remember that? Yep. Remember that? I was going to buy me a non-wing Sprint Car, and I was going to race it with War, and I was going to race it with Power Eye. But, you know, my daughters, when, when I told them that I was going to buy this Sprint Car. They didn't like that idea at all. You know what they told me? They said, Dad, if you buy a sprint car, we will not talk to you again. Oh, my. And as you know, Kirk, we've had this conversation many, 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 many times recently that I will never let anything come between me and my kids. So that made that decision easy, didn't it? There's no way that I was going to let my kids not talk to me. And just, there's no way. 
There's no way that was going to happen. But you never really did retire as a driver, though. No, I, I would still race. I think I could still do it, to be honest with you. What would you race? Oh, I don't know. If I was to race anything, I, I'd, I'd want to race at Lakeside Speedway if I wanted to race. I think I'd probably drive an E-Mod. Like, sheet, like sheet metal. Buzz Caster. Buzz Caster was the champion out there this yeah. year, wasn't he? Wasn't he the E-Mod champion? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but just me personally, I, I don't know. I don't know if I could handle hitting a wall any harder. You know, I, I, I've mentioned on, on the air here many times that I've had a, a several concussions from hitting walls before. Hey, you even talked about drag racing. You know, it, it, I think if I was to do anything right now, I think drag racing would be it. You can still crash in drag racing, though. Yeah, I bet it's uh, it's a rare circumstance when you bend up sheet metal on a car you're drag racing. Yeah. It's a regular occurrence if you take an E-Mod out to Lakeside or somewhere else, you're going to bend up some sheet metal. Well, let's be honest with you. I raced at one of the most treacherous racetracks in the world, I-70 Speedway. It was, Kirk, let's just talk about that racetrack for a minute. Back in the day, I-70 Speedway was as challenging as any racetrack to race at, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I mean, there as a fan, and I went as a fan, there's no, it was as unique a weekly racing facility as anywhere in the country. Because you would go there, and you might see something that you've never seen before. Absolutely. I mean, it was the speed, and when you saw crashes, they were big crashes. Right. And just about every night that I went to a race out there, they took cars off the racetrack with, Two trucks on each end. Right. That happened. And that happened on a regular basis. All the time. But it was a, I looked at I-70 Speedway as not a local weekly track. It was a regional track because you had fans come in from, from all over. 200 miles away. They had race fans from Iowa and different states come in weekly to watch the races at I-70 Speedway. That's how unique and special that place was. You know what Carl Edwards said in an interview that he did with Blythe Deckman uh, when he drove my truck out there that weekend? Remember that? When he took out yep. the whole field on the first lap? You remember that? Yep. Um, he said back in the day, there wasn't a, a gateway. There wasn't a Kansas Speedway. No. I-70 Speedway was the big-time racetrack, wasn't it? It was. And when we saw those ASA races out there, uh, they were huge events. When you had guys like Mike Eddy and Bob Seneker and Gary St. Amant and Johnny Benson and Rick Beebe and all those guys race in the ASA series, Mike it was such a big-time event. But even the weekly shows were special at I-70 Speedway because, frankly, you just didn't see anything like it anywhere else in the Midwest. The cars were so fast going around yeah. that place. Yeah. It was a thrilling place, and they're back in the late 80s, early 90s, 
they drew tremendous crowds out there at I seventy Speedway. I mean, it was it was big crowds if every week. If you go back and look at video from the nineties, there was two or three thousand people in the grandstands. Oh yeah, every week, e- every week. And you raced there every week. I did. Yeah, in your modified. Modified super truck charger car. I raced. I raced a lot of different mixing things it up there. with Ron Hartford and others out there. Well, Ron Hartford's not my biggest fan. Just so you know. <laughs> no. He told me that one time. He did. Yeah. What did he say to you? He said I. I don't like Scott Trailer. Yeah. Right. You, you know why? He, you know why he didn't like me, Kurt? Do you know why? You roughed him up there a time or two. No, I never roughed him up. He roughed me he up. He roughed you up, and you fought back, right? Well, we were racing down at uh, Memphis Motorsports Park on the three-quarter mile track. Yeah, I remember there. that. Remember that? And I just got around him. It was at the end of the race. It was just about dark. Turned you into the wall. And we were going down the back straightaway, and he hooked me in the right rear, and I pounded the wall with the driver's side of the truck. I was in the ambulance, and they wouldn't let me out of the ambulance because my blood pressure was way up. I was madder than hell. It destroyed my racetrack. And so then the next week, I got on the radio, and I just ragged on Ron Hartford the whole show. Do you remember that? Yeah, he heard that too, right? Oh, he was not happy about that. (laughs) Well, Ron Hartford, he was kind of a bad boy too, wasn't he? He's an ironhead. Yeah. Yeah. He won a lot of races. Yeah. Listen. You got to give him that. Um, uh, let me tell you, uh, Ron Hartford maybe won more modified races than anybody yeah. else. Period. And those pavement modifieds were as cool a looking race car as any on the racetrack. Yeah. No doubt. The, they were sleek. And I just always thought Aer- the pavement modified. Yeah. I just always thought that pavement modifieds were better looking than the dirt modifieds. Yeah. You know, I, I've thought about trying to get into the, the old vintage class. Do you know that? Yeah. What do you Tom think? Tom Charles is racing in that. I Don't get me started on that one. <laughs> you know my feelings on that one, don't you, Kurt? What's he got, about three, 400 career wins or something like that out there racing these vintage cars? Racing against a bunch of guys. That- well, you know what I like about when Tom starts at the back and charges his way up towards you know, the front. I, 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 I kind of enjoy watching that. I give him credit for that. He does start at the back. Yeah. That's what he does. It's fun to watch him come from the back. I was yeah. down at Sedalia for the fair race, and there was like 30 cars in the race. And he started dead last. Yeah, he didn't win the race, but it was fun watching him charge up through there and get up to, what, second or third? Yeah. Oh, Caleb said, you're stirring the shit. That's what he says. <laughs> Kirk can do that, you know. But, uh, you know, watching Austin's dad race out at I-70 Speedway against Jeff Clem, that was some great memories. Do you remember when we had the, the, the races live on Sports Radio yep. 810 that night and they had a grudge race? Do you remember that, yep. Kirk? Was it Price Chopper versus Hy-Vee? Price Chopper the, versus the, Hy-Vee. Gr- the grocery store wars. John was driving the Hy-Vee. No, the... Clem was driving the high V car, car, and John was driving John O'Neill in the Price Chopper car. Right. The grocery store The wars. grocery store wars. 
That was great stuff. Yeah, that man. was a great rivalry, those two. Maybe one of the best rivalries of all time. I, I think, think it's the best rivalry of drivers in Kansas City history, in my opinion. Between John O'Neill and John O'Neill and, and Jeff Clem. Wow. I think so. You know, I, I, I have to go back to the 70s and think about Terry Bibbins, Dave Wall, Freddie Whistler. I didn't live here at that time, so, yeah. I mean, I'm just speaking for myself. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I'm sure there were others down through the years, but from my experience, it was John O'Neill Jr. versus Jeff Clem. A great rivalry. Yeah, no yep. doubt about it. Those two guys were at the top of the heap at I-70 Speedway. They benefited from each other because one had a grocery store and the other one had a grocery store, and those two stores spent a lot of money on those two cars. They did. Yeah. Of course, they were a big rivalry of stores anyway in Kansas City, so you had uh, two of the top guys representing each. Oh, Caleb says, uh, not his choice. Club rules state, if you win last week, you start last. So that's why Tom Charles is starting yeah. dead last. Hmm. But he seemed to always start towards the back. The races that I watched. Yeah. Those were the good old days, weren't they? Tom oh. Charles was a great racer back in the day. Kirk, what, what what was your favorite period of motorsports, if you think about it? In, in your lifetime, you started announcing in 1971, didn't you? Yeah, I would have to say, the, uh, for my experience, and I moved to Kansas City in 86. You were 15 when you started announcing, weren't you? 1971. Were you 15? 15. So I, I announced races for uh, 30 years. But for my own personal experience, the best times were after I'd moved to Kansas City in 86. And you had... Uh, Lakeside. You had both pavement and dirt racing. And the late 80s and early 90s, when you talk about what went on out at I-70 and, you know, those special ASA races and so forth. You announced at the old Lakeside, didn't you? I did. Yeah. Yeah. How many years did you do that out there? Did you you just fill in out there? No, I I was a regular announcer out there from like 1990 to when the flood came in 93 and the track hold on, got Hold shut on, hold on, no, I'm talking about the old lakeside. The speed. old lakeside, I was never the regular announcer out there, I just filled in. But you did fill in yeah. for Jim out there, didn't right. you? In the early 80s, before I even moved down here, I'd come down here and fill in. Let me tell so, you something about Yeah, Kirk. I announced races at the old lakeside. Let me just tell you something about Kirk Elliott. Kirk Elliott is an exceptional announcer. The problem is, is that your eyes started getting a little bad on you, didn't they? Yeah, I just couldn't see as well. But I quit doing it on a weekly basis after I got together with you doing this show. So wanted to go to different racetracks and kind of focus more on the radio stuff. So that's the other reason the, why I the, kind of got out of the it. The greatest feat that I've ever seen yeah. Kirk Elliott do as an announcer, we were down at the Chili Bowl, or at the shootout, and... You know how many races they call at the shootout, right? There's a gob yep. of them, right? And so there's two announcers. Brian Holbert was one of them. And I, I, I'll leave the other announcer's name out of it. Brian, he, he does his thing. He calls the first race, right? So then the next announcer comes up, and he's calling the second race. 
And as soon as the race starts, he sets down the microphone, and it was dead air. Well, That's not good for an audio broadcast. It was not good for an audio broadcast. The listener's going, what is going on there? And, and then Kirk, he picked up the microphone, and you called every other race for the whole weekend, didn't you? Yep. Did that. You did it. I didn't want to do it again. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to do it again. Oh, yeah, that was that was fun. That was a lot of fun back in the day. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, I want to talk a little bit about uh, Brendan Queen picking up the uh, South Carolina 400. I don't know why they call it a 400 when it was a 200-lap race. We'll talk about that and more when we come back here on Mostly Motorsports. It's all brought to you by Lucas Oil Products. It works. We'll be right back. You're listening to Mostly Motorsports with Scott Trailer. There is less than one hundredth of an inch of motor oil protecting your car's engine. Friction and heat causes engine oil to experience thermal breakdown, weakening its ability to protect the engine and its parts. Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer is specially formulated to resist thermal breakdown, protect vital engine parts, and extend the life of your engine. It also stops smoking, knocking, and oil consumption in worn engines. Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer. Keep that engine alive. Go harder, faster, stronger with Rod and Supply. Whether you are running industrial, farming equipment, or a race car, Rod and Supply has the assortment of rod ends, radius rods, and specialty products that will help you lead the field in performance. Our superior design means our rod ends last longer and perform better, giving you the edge on the track and saving you money. Contact Rod and Supply or order online today at rodandsupply.com. We don't just sell them, we race them. Rodandsupply.com. Serving the racing community for over 30 years. Next to your vehicle's engine, your transmission is the most important component of your car. If it's not properly maintained, your car may not shift properly. By adding Lucas Transmission Fix to your transmission, it cleans and lubricates sticking valves for proper shifting, renews worn bands to stop slipping, stops seal leaks, will not void new car warranties, contains no harmful solvents. Lucas Transmission Fix, it works. Here at Specialty Sportswear, in-house, we do all of the screen printing, all the embroidery. We do some vinyl. The other add specialty items like your pens, magnets, notepads, calendars. You can actually buy that, build your business, and make it larger. We have the largest screen printing process and the largest embroidery anywhere around in the area. We can do stuff all the way from your school clubs to sports teams, a professional look in the office. If you can imagine it, we can do it for you. Missouri's must play getaway. Osage National Golf Resort. Three nine hole courses to choose from at the Lake of the Ozarks in the Osage River Valley. Stay and play packages in our first class condos. A beautiful clubhouse complete with pro shop and exercise facilities. A large pool for relaxation and families. The Eagle View Sports Bar and Grill. Great wedding facilities. Go online and make your tea time today. One of the main reasons for poor vehicle performance is a dirty fuel system. It can cause decreased fuel economy and actually do harm to your engine over time. By adding Lucas Fuel Treatment to your vehicle, it cleans and lubricates the entire fuel system. Pump, carburetors, fuel injectors, and valves as you drive. It also improves your vehicle's performance. It's a non-solvent product designed to protect both gasoline and diesel engines. Lucas Fuel Treatment. It works. 
Race fans, the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum is open seven days a week, year-round, for you to come in and check out all of the wonderful race cars on display in the museum. And our online store at SprintCarStuff.com is open 24 hours a day for you to check out everything that we have in stock for Sprint Car fans. Whether it's for a birthday, anniversary, or Christmas, SprintCarStuff.com has it all. That's at the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum in Knoxville. At Lucas Oil, we take pride in creating problem-solving products to make your car care easier. We protect your vehicle and make it run longer so you can focus on the things that matter most. Whether it's commuting to work, visiting a loved one, taking the kids where they need to go, going to the big game, or anywhere life takes you, Lucas Oil is committed to getting you there for all of life's important moments. Lucas Oil, it works. You're listening to Mostly Motorsports with Scott Trailer. Welcome back to Mostly Motorsports. It's all brought to you by Lucas Oil Products. It works. Tammy just chimed in. This is an interesting topic that she's got going on right here. She said, heard that the local town council is going to pass a new sound ordinance that will make racing virtually impossible to meet at the recent opening of Bloomsburg Fairgrounds Raceway in PA. The promoter spent a lot of money reopening the track two years ago. They have uh, had races for the USAC Sprint Cars, 410 Sprint Cars, and the World of Outlaw Late Models, Big Block Modifieds, a big blow to the area. Now, why would they do that? I don't know. Why are they doing that, Tammy? They just want to be pricks to the to the racetrack. Is that what they're they're trying to be? Maybe they don't. Do they race there every week? I don't think they race there every week. Do they? I'm not sure if they they've do had or not. some special events at the Bloomsburg Fairgrounds. Right. Uh, that makes no sense to me at all. No, it doesn't. Um, Marie said that she loved the '70s. That was a great era. Of racing, the 70s. You know, to be honest with you, I think we're living in golden times right now. I've said this over and over again for the last two years. I don't think dirt track racing's been any better than what we're seeing right now. Enjoy it while you got it. Is it is it more appealing to you because you can watch it on TV? That, and I just think the racing is good. Everybody's right. got good equipment. The driving talent is as good as it's ever been. And I just think the quality of racing that we're witnessing mm. right now is as good as I've ever seen. And I've been watching races since the 60s. So uh, enjoy the racing you have now because, in my mind, it's never been better. Um, Tammy said that uh, the track is a college town, and they got off to a rough start last year with dust and noise. Well, that will do it. You, you you want to bring the city down on you, just dust up their town and create a lot of noise. That will do I it. I would think dust more than noise would be. Tommy says 410 problem. racing is big as ever right now. It is. I would agree. Sprint car racing is as good as it's ever been. Sure. And is. I've been watching race. I've been watching sprint car racing since the 60s. So My first race was 66. What year right. was your first race, Kurt? 
around that time. 66. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I've been, I was going to sprint car races at Knoxville back in the late 60s. Right. So, uh, you know, if everybody clamors for the good old days, these are the good old days in my mind. Right now. There, there would be some people that would argue with you about that. Challenging times right now for race. Well, I'm just I'm speaking in terms of a race fan that doesn't have to spend money on this stuff. Right. I I'm not I'm not having to buy the equipment and spend the money on doing this stuff. Right. right. I'm just speaking in terms of a race fan watching the races. Right. It's it's really good right now. Yeah, no doubt. Um, Brendan Queen picked up the uh, the Southern Carolina 400. It's a 200 lap race though, Kurt. Why do they call it 400? I don't know. Is this Dale? Dale Jr. was there, right? Dale Jr., he roughed up a couple guys Oops. out there. What did he do? I missed it. Uh, he spun a couple guys out. Well, that's not like Dale Jr., is it? It's not like Dale Jr. I was Be more little, like Dale Sr. Uh, well, maybe a little bit. Um, Pete said that Dale Jr. was sent to the rear twice on Saturday at Florence, South Carolina, on for on-track contact. I wow. I didn't see him send him to the back. Did you, Austin? Uh, I didn't get to watch the race yet. I was going to watch it tonight when I got home with a friend, and well, I already know what's going to happen. So, uh, no, I, I have not. We got, spoiled it for you. Yeah. All right. Sorry about that. Well, we had to talk about it. We got to talk about it. Brendan Queen is a regular at the Langley Speedway in Virginia. He's won a lot of races there, uh, but there was a question of okay. You do good at Langley. How how good are you going to do somewhere else? Well, he went right. down there to Florence Speedway in South Carolina and picked up a big win. And uh, Carson Quapple, uh gave him probably the closest competition. Right. Uh, let's uh, let's play that interview right now from Brendan Queen, who picked up the win down there at uh, track uh, champion, and finally a marquee win here tonight at Florence. How does this rank amongst all your other accomplishments? And controversy finish against the LPP car. And uh, first race with these guys, they are class act. And we're going to win a lot of races together. It's a great way to start it for next year. Another crown jewel. This is, this is badass. Uh, yeah! yeah Heck of a race with the Quapple. That was awesome. We were beating and banging. And uh, I'm just glad we got it done. Thanks. All right, there you have it. Thanks to Flow Racing for that. Uh, yep, no doubt. Interview there. Oh, Lenny Patiki, man, he's a good boy. Yeah, yeah. Lenny used to help us down at the Chili Bowl, announcing races he, down there. He, good he, guy. He he's a, a good guy. Yeah, you can pull that down now, Austin. So, yeah, no, that's. Uh, yeah, I didn't. I didn't get to watch that race. Unfortunately, I saw just a, some brief highlights of that race, yep. but uh, Brendan Queen looked like he. Uh, he really emerged there at the at the end of that race because he was behind the eight ball there for the early part of that run, was he not? Yeah, yeah. Um, what do they call him? Butterbean Queen? Is that what they call him? Yeah, I'm not familiar. That's the first time I'd ever seen him on track. So I, I haven't. I don't seen follow the uh, the late model racing probably as well as I should. Right. But the, you have the Snowball Derby coming up here in a couple of weeks. Always like watching that race. Yep, no doubt. I would I would assume that Brendan Queen would be uh, showing up at that event. I don't know. Yeah, 
But if he if he does, I would think that he'd have a pretty good run down at Pensacola. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, so what are you what what are we gonna watch tonight, Kirk? There's nothing on. Tomorrow night is Merced Speedway. We got two nights of racing for the USAC midgets at Merced on Tuesday and Wednesday nights before they head to Ventura for Turkey Night weekend. Right. And I I like that that they had the Turkey Night on Saturday now. They used to have it on Thanksgiving night. And I just you know, I never watched it live. Did you watch Turkey Night live? Because I was busy with family and doing other things. But I, I I like it on the weekend on Saturday night. Yeah, no doubt. I, I can't wait. I'm I'm looking forward to watching Merced. I too. would think they would draw a bigger crowd on Saturday night than they would on Thursday night too, would they not? Mm-hmm. So I think it makes a lot of sense. I know traditionalists would think, hey, you know, Turkey Night ought to be on Thanksgiving night. But I think in terms of the promoters uh, staging this event and where we're at today, I think it works better on a Saturday night for the weekend. Yeah, it's still part of the weekend, is it not? Thanksgiving weekend is, you know, it carries through the whole weekend. Yep. So Saturday night makes a lot of sense to me. I'm looking forward to it, man. I'm I'm just enjoying the midget racing right now. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. So but it's ninety eight laps for Turkey Night, right? Right. Ninety eight laps. Why not just a hundred? There there's gotta be uh, some kind of reference to ninety eight. You know why it's 98 laps, Austin? Agajanian's number. Oh. That's it. Mm. J.C. Agajanian. Yeah. Who started that event. It, yeah, it's got a cool trophy with the cowboy hat, and you know, that they give to the winner. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Yeah. J.C. Agajanian always wore that cowboy hat. Yeah, no doubt. Kirk, I don't think we're going to be on the air uh, Thursday, Friday. Okay. How about that? Enjoy the family. We'll come back on Saturday morning, though. Yeah. Yep. Huh? Preview the turkey night and, you know, whatever. And and we need to kind of talk about the racing that we've yet to see at Merced. Right. Need to talk about that. So, yeah, Saturday morning we'll do it. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We appreciate you doing so. Again, we, uh, we couldn't do it without you guys, and we just appreciate it a lot. So, um, again, we, we've got the best loyal listeners that tune in each and every day with us, and we appreciate each and every one of you. It's all brought to you by Lucasoil Products. It works. For Austin O'Neill, for Kirk Elliott, I'm Scott Trailer. We'll see you tomorrow at 12 noon Central Time right here on Mostly Motorsports. It's all been brought to you by Lucasoil Products. It works.